The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome back, Mavs Nation. You are now listening to the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. There's only one place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets, and the one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for championship games, playoff games, and every day in between. And you know me. You know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to mybookie.com if you want to add a little excitement to your sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Welcome back, Mavs Nation. My name is Lawrence Brooks. I'm your host. You are now listening to the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. <sighs> Where do I begin? I just want to give a post-game reaction. I mean... We can, I mean, we can break down from everywhere in between in terms of what happened in this game, what happened in the fourth quarter today. They played really well. But the bottom line is this. First thing we have to understand is the Mavericks have probably went through, if not the most, at the, at the very top, the most trouble to start a season. I mean, COVID, no Porzingis. Guys are in and out of the lineup, and you're just unable to establish continuity. Add in the fact that you're trying to implement a new system with new players on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. You just have more moving parts that's hard to implement when everyone's not there at the same time. So what happens? You get games where you look really good. You get games where you don't look as good. But the thing about the Mavericks is they can't stay consistent and it's shown itself in so many different forms whether it's defensively whether if it's offensively whether it's for stretches of a game going on runs whether if it's responding to a run however you want to look at it I mean even when you go to availability for players that's been an inconsistency so there's just inconsistency across the board for the Mavericks. And it's hard to win games when you can't stay consistent in several categories, including shooting. Now, the Mavericks were an elite three-point shooting team last year, amongst the best, amongst the best ever. And this year, they are not knocking down the three ball at the rate you would hope. Now, some of that, as the season got going and we understood what the Mavericks were trying to do, they were trying to get better defensively. So they went out and got a few different pieces, as we know, the James Johnson types, the Josh Richardson types. You get another year of Finney Smith. You got Willie Colley-Stein playing more meaningful minutes. Dwight Powell's coming back. Um, you know, you, you're, you're implementing different guys. You get Wesley Wondu, even though he's not playing as often, but he's another guy. You drafted Josh Green. 
Um, when you could have taken more offensively oriented players, you wanted to take a guy with more defensive upside or more two-way upside, so to speak, because they weren't necessarily trying to get, they weren't necessarily trying to abandon what they were doing offensively. They just wanted to beef up some of that on the defensive end. So they tried to get guys who can knock down shots offensively while still getting stops at the other end. While they have improved defensively because they have been a top 12, they were top 10, but they're hovering in the top 15 of the best defensive teams in the league. And they're even better in different categories. Even when trying to force teams to shoot shots 10 feet and out, they've been one of the better teams at doing that, which brings their percentage down because you're able to contest at a higher rate, not letting, not allowing teams to finish in the paint as often. Those are things that will be beneficial down the line. But when you can't shoot the ball, or you can't shoot the three ball, which is something that they've, what something that's been a staple for this team, it's going to be hard to win games. And when you can't go on runs, so sometimes you see the Mavericks go on runs, and some. So this has been a problem that has also shown itself. The Mavericks go on a run, whether if it's 12-4, um, 10-0, you know, nine to two, whatever the run is. But the problem is there's so much responsibility on guys that aren't accustomed to being responsible with the role that they have that it has it dwindles. The The fire is going to go out really soon. You know, you spark it and then it's just gone because you can't sustain that level of productivity as you're continuing to play throughout the game. And so as a result. You know, once guys go out the game and this is all speaking to their depth, because all the offensive all the offensively talented guys they have have been playing big minutes so you like i mentioned you get Jalen Brunson who's playing upwards of 25 plus minutes Willie Colley Stein's playing 25 plus minutes you get James Johnson who has played you know in the upper um 20s high 20 in minutes um Trey Burke um you know Josh Green has has been called upon at different times to play more minutes than maybe they want to give him but the bottom line is most of their starting lineup has been missing. So now you get a situation where you bring those guys back and you're trying to implement guys and it's just hard to get going because you're going through some of those some of those headaches and some of those kinks and some of those situations that maybe a team goes through in training camp or in the first few games of the season. The Mavericks keep having to hit the reset button. It seems like every other game. So you take a game like tonight. You got Dorian Finney-Smith back. You got Josh Richardson back. You got Dwight Powell back. All these these guys have been back for a couple of games now. Trying to get their feet back under them, it's not easy. They're coming back from COVID, so you still have to have a little patience. But the problem with having patience right now is the fact that the Mavericks are losing games at an alarming rate. And it's not going to get any easier. The West isn't easy at all. And so you have a situation where, yes, you want to get guys back going and you want to get in a situation where, you know, you're winning games, but at the same time, you're missing guys. But at the same time, you want to you want to you you want to win and then learn on the fly. And they're not afforded that luxury right now because they're just they're just missing guys everywhere all the time. And. It doesn't help the fact that they can't shoot the ball. And that is probably the most underrated or I wouldn't say underrated. Everyone that's watching Maverick games and and follow the Mavericks 
understand that they don't shoot the ball very well. Right now, they're just not a good three-point shooting team. And for a league that is predicated on the three ball, that's not good. And then for a team who has customarily shot the ball very well, that's doubly not good. Doubly is not even a word, but that is right now. So when you take that into account, you get a game like tonight. The, Ma- the Mavericks play with a lot of energy. They were very active defensively. They were engaged They were competing, something that we've all kind of gotten on them about in the last couple of games, especially the the last game where they just look flat and lifeless and not ready to compete or they just don't respond well. So we're looking at them and saying, hey, what the hell? You guys, if nothing else, you should have pride. And defense doesn't necessarily take um, it doesn't take anything but effort, energy and engagement to play defense. Those things you should have every night. But I tell you what. As a former basketball player, I know for a fact when you're not making shots, it makes defense 10 times less fun and 10 times more frustrating because you're taking that missed shot energy back to the other end and you're making dumb mistakes. So you have an aggressive, uh, an aggressive dumb foul because it's frustration or you have a mental lapse because it's frustration because you're thinking about the last shot that you wish you would have made, but you missed. Um, you have to get back so fast because when the ball's coming out of the net, you can get back and set your defense and be ready to play and call out your assignments and be ready and, and have a set coverage for what you want to do. But when you're missing shots and they're going long and they're coming short and you have to steadily get back in defensive transition, it can become a problem and it can just compound the frustration that's already being had. So. Looking at tonight's game, where they did a lot of things, you know, well in terms of on the defensive end, like I said, being active, being engaged, trying to play well. You get to the fourth quarter, the Mavericks, the Mavericks were one of nine from the three-point line. One of nine. And the Phoenix Suns were five of six. That's the ball game right there. So if you can't shoot, and I mean, at one point, the game was within a one possession opportunity to, for the Mavs to either take the lead or tie. Josh Richardson misses a three, and the offense was never the same from that point on. It literally turned into one-on-one, Luka playing basketball, trying to make something happen. But, again, that goes to frustration of not making shots. When you're not making shots... You start to do uncharacteristic things, whether if it's on the defensive end or you're coming back on offense and you want to get it back. So someone's playing hero ball or you feel like you got to make up for a missed shot. So you just try to, you know, you're just trying to make a play. It's not about being selfish. You just want to do something positive. And for the Mavericks, that's just it's not happening enough for them right now. So tonight they shot 31 percent from the three point line. And they have been bad all season from the three-point line. And when they're not making threes for a team that is built around three-point shooting, makes it tough. Now, also, they they did not have Porzingis tonight. So, again, it goes back to the consistency thing where they're not making jump shots consistently. They don't have players consistently. um, They're not in rhythm consistently. You don't get the same energy and effort consistently. Again, availability. So you have Dwight Powell back. You have Dorian Finney-Smith back. You have Josh Richardson back. Most of the gang is here. 
Maxi Kleba is supposed to be back on Monday against Phoenix, but no Porzingis tonight. So this is another opportunity that falls by the wayside because you don't have as many people as you can have on the court. On top of that being your second best player. So Porzingis, who's been back for most of the season, or I mean for you know the majority of the last 10 games, now he's missing tonight. And so the losses are continuing to pile up and the issues are continuing to stay where they are. So if you don't win and you're also having issues everywhere else, it just it just makes it really tough for them to win games when you have so many issues. There's so many things going wrong right now. And for them to get back on track, they have to at least win some games while they're while they're going through some of these issues. And that's just tough to do. And at this point, they're 13th in the Western Conference, 13th. And so how do you get, you know, where do you go from here in terms of getting better? You have to be more consistent, but that doesn't always mean a win. And the problem now is you have so many losses on your hands that you have to start to string together more than they're eight and 12 at this point. And so now you have to win some of these games that maybe you weren't supposed to win and that makes it tough now you have to win now you have to string together wins in a manner in which it's not it's it's turning things into a must win nightly because the rest of the western conference is not going to slow down neither are these games so availability is going to matter i don't know how you change the i don't know how you change the jump shooting thing overnight guys have to start more guys have to start making jump shots but again and everyone who's been following the podcast knows that I was really sad to see Seth Curry go. But I understood the vision. I understood what they were trying to accomplish. And so I was giving it a, the wait and see approach. Not like it was a, you know, aha, gotcha. I knew this wouldn't work type of thing. It was just more so of last year was really good for them in terms of what they built. Now I understand they're trying to go in a more defensive manner. Let's see how this looks. So far, it hasn't went as well as they may have hoped, especially when your team is at the bottom of the league in three-point shooting, and they used to be one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. It's just it's just a bad situation all around. And so I don't even know how you, how you get that to be any better. That's something that's going to be a bigger concern than getting everybody back, because once you get everyone back, that doesn't mean shots are going to fall, but they're going to need to fall. And defensively, I think they'll be fine the rest of the year, but they have to find a way to be better offensively. And one of those ways is I think maybe giving Josh Richardson a little more leeway, just like I said with Seth Curry last year, give the ball to someone else to make to do things offensively that will help Luka to come off the ball and maybe get a little more continuity and rhythm in the offense. Because if everything is being predicated on him making a play either to get his own shot or for someone else, it becomes very predictable. It wears him down, and the ball's not the ball doesn't have as much energy. It's not popping around to everyone's hand as much as it may need to in order to just get establish a flow that is conducive to everyone succeeding. And if you let Josh Richardson have a little more ball handling duty, a little more playmaking duty, maybe that helps. I think at this point, you know, n- no stone goes unturned. Try whatever you can to help get this offense moving because if you're not going to shoot the three-pointer very well at the very least you got to be able to get to the free throw line or convert you know layups get out in transition something that they do 
in a decent manner, but not enough. I mean, they don't have a lot of guys that finish above the rim, so playing in transition is still a three-point game for them. They're running to the three-point line. But the problem is they're running to the three-point line and no one's making threes. So they have some things to clean up. Um, tonight was a good sign in the, in the fact that they came out to compete. They had pride. But again, five of six for for the for the Suns in the fourth quarter, three-point shooting, one of nine for Dallas. And that sealed the game. And so another thing is Chris Paul just outplayed Luka. Like, Luka can pile up stats with the best of them. But he has to. But the next level for him is finding ways to succeed, and it shows up in the win column. And it's not on him for guys to make shots and different things like that. But it's just about putting your putting players in position to succeed, not necessarily just making a play blindly because that's the next read. Chris Paul was organizing his team to a T. He he made life hell for Dallas's bigs because he kept making it a focal point to get DeAndre Ayton involved in the second half. He even ran a pick and roll with Jay Crowder towards the end of the game that got a flare screen out to him to hit a three, and it was all because Chris Paul is just directing traffic, understanding what he can go to, and having a good, having an elite awareness in situational basketball, understanding what he can go to. Now, in Luka's defense, maybe he doesn't feel like he has a lot of reliable options because the guys that he's playing with aren't necessarily... I mean, Tim Hardaway, we got... We got a decent game from him, but again, he was 3 of 10 from the three-point line, 30%. I mean, that's not going to cut it. So you got 0 of 3 from Josh, 1 of 3 from Jalen Brunson. Um, you know, you go down the line. Dorian Finney-Smith has been looking good. He had nine points tonight, but again, he's a defensive guy. He was 2 for 4 from the three-point line. He's actually shooting the ball well. Of all people who's come back, he's actually shooting the ball pretty pretty well. And that's around his wheelhouse. He's not going to score a ton, but you do want him to knock down the ones that he does get. And he's shooting it in the upper 30s right now, from the, for, at least from the corner. So hopefully when they get Maxi Kleber back on Monday, that stabilizes offense at least a little bit. He's another shooter, so hopefully his shooting ability hasn't left his body. But then hopefully you get Porzingis back, another shooter. So They've got some things to work out, but the but the bottom line is they need they need guys available. They need more productivity, more consistent effort on both ends because it's going to take a lot for them to dig out of this hole. They're literally in danger of not making the playoffs. It's still really early, but they can turn this thing around if they can get more consistent in all the areas I named. And so we'll see what happens on Monday when they play Phoenix. Don't want it to make it sound like a rant, but it's just more so of there's just so many issues and I don't want to come down on them. It's just things that I'm observing that they need to fix and they need to fix fast. Eight and 12 is not a great record. Being at the bottom of the league and three point shooting is not great. Having majority of your starting lineup out majority of the year to COVID is also not ideal. They just have a lot of things working against them and they need to fix it quick. So thank you all for listening. Um, please download, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review. Tell me how you like it. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at LBSaidit. That's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. And at HoopBallMavs. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-M-A-V-S. You guys have a good night. See you on Monday. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.